This is the KooCast, episode one. Woo! Hey, Rippers. Are you still struggling to catch waves while everyone else just glides right in? Or do you ask strangers to help you out of your wetsuit after a surf? You don't have to admit it out loud, but stick around because this podcast is just for you. If you shred the gnar at all, then you know how us surfers love to spot a kook. But don't stress it, because we all kook it. And that's what I'm here with my dear friend Will Hahn to talk about. So hang on to your swimmies and get ready to learn. The KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one story at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and cool. I'm your host, Coach Chris, from the Surf Coaching and Education Program, The Surf Continuum where I work personally and virtually with surfers to cultivate proper technique, fundamental skills, and education on how to read waves so you can learn to catch them on your own. Today, Will's going to tell us all about his kookiest moments. Everything from getting busted for smoking weed in the parking lot before surfing, to not strapping his board down and letting it fly off the top of his car. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, just what do you do and, and how do you maintain the lifestyle and keep surfing? That's a good question. Well, my name's William Hahn. I'm 28 years old. I'm addicted to the beach and uh, fell in love with building things when I was very young. 17, I started working in construction. Been doing it ever since. And uh, now I just work really hard when I have to so I can make time for myself to go surfing. And I'm just, uh, I'm in a good spot. I'm a lucky person at the moment where I got a job that I can kind of juggle the two of them. Um, and I, I know quite a, I know a couple of kooky stories about you that I'd like to talk about. Yeah, and sure. I'm, I mean, there's so many. How do you pick? The one I want to talk about is that day a few years ago, and it was going off. Everybody was going out there on it, and you're just like freaking out in the lot decide to take a little hit before you go out and get a little stoned and holy shit you got rolled i got rolled hard and missed the whole day <laughs> i got lucky i caught some in the afternoon but that's right you did wasn't as good as the morning session oh man and i you know i'll never forget before i knew it was you uh rusty drum he he's the one that told me he was like oh man some poor soul got busted for smoking weed in the lot before his session. And we both just had this look of pity and, and, and sorrow for you. How did this uh, go down? How'd you get caught? How did you not see it coming? You know, like, weren't you a little uh, hiding or, or were you just caught off guard? I was just certain? caught totally off guard. Yeah. I was rolling to the beach with my brother. He just came into town. We were super excited to surf with each other because it's always like our most favorite activity together whether it's surfing or climbing really just being outside together is yeah. what we're after he wanted to smoke a joint I wanted to smoke a pipe we were fighting about it <laughs> we get into the lot I jump up on the roof I'm looking at the waves I'm like oh my god this is unbelievable let's go and uh, my brother had this joint already rolled and he goes well I'm gonna smoke this joint you're not gonna smoke it with me and I'm like no let's pack the pipe one two three get in the water we got business to take care of. And uh, he gives me the Jewish guilt, so I'll end up smoking the joint with him. We're kind of in between our truck and another truck, and the cop just rolls right up. I had my back to him, and my brother's like, cop, cop, cop. And I just threw the joint down, and it was either both of us going to the can or just me going. So 
I took the hit and that was it. Wow. Took yeah. the hit in more ways than one. Yep. <laughs> My brother got to surf, which was good. Yeah, that's wow. That's really noble of you, man. I, I, I like to think that I'm a good friend, but I don't know if I would have, <laughs> or a good brother, I should say. But uh, yeah, I, I, that that's tough, man. I can't imagine. And all I remember is that how, I just remember how good the day was. You know, it was, it was a such ten. a good day to miss. It was a 10. It was a 10. I mean, I really am trying to think of another time that was as good since then. And this is years. This is like not once a year kind of thing. Right. It was, it wasn't even some significant swell. Nope. It was just all right. It's just one of those days when it all comes together and yeah. it's magic. That's what I feel like the ocean always, it'll throw you that magic every now and then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and man, what an unfortunate day to get busted, huh? Of I all was days. in my wetsuit. The cop's like, you got to take that off. You can't come down to the cell and that. And I was like, no shit, I can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We're sitting in the precinct. He's still got me handcuffed. The things were so freaking tight. He's got my idea ready. I'm like, hey, do you think you can like loosen these or maybe take them off? You see, I'm a good kid. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. You got all my info. No, they treated me like I had just knocked off 30 banks and I was America's most wanted. <laughs> Polite guy, but no leeway, no mercy. Wow, wow. That's so disappointing. Yeah, that was a violating experience. Mm. But it's all right. Bounce back. Yeah, bounce back. And you got to surf, which is great news. I got to surf, yeah. My uncle bailed me out. Great. That was good, I what, guess. What, what was the bail? What did they have to Nothing. Do? They just had to pick me up. Oh, they just had to pick me up. I got lucky. Oh, wow. I got so lucky. Wow, yeah. that That's that's classic, man. And I, yeah. Well, anyway, so I was... <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite story of you. That's actually around that time is when I started to get to know you better. You know, like, I, I knew of you. I knew your face. I knew who you were. But when I heard that you got busted for smoking pot in the lot on that day, I just had so much compassion for you. Oh, I was like, rough. man, this guy needs a friend right now. <laughs> More than ever then, then, yeah. Well, and then it led to great things. I, I found out that you're just a wonderful dude. That's true. That's true. That's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So how, so how did you learn how to surf? Or, or, you know, and how long have you been surfing? You know, that's a really good question. The first time... Everyone surfing, I was in Mexico. I was probably 11 years old. I thought it would be this great thing to try. And uh, we get on this charter boat in Punamita. We travel out maybe like 20 minutes to this reef break. Get on a surfboard. Guy gives me a couple instructions. I go for it. Catch the first wave I ever went for. Stand up. Ride the thing straight. No shit. Don't even go down the line, but who cares? Yeah. Ride the thing straight all the way into the beach, right up onto the sand. <laughs> I'm ecstatic. I'm like, this is, this is the best thing ever. This is like boogie boarding, but on steroids. <laughs> so I get back on the surfboard. It's a soft top. I'm trying to paddle out, and I'm just getting pummeled. Can't get out. Just absolutely cannot get out. <laughs> and I see the captain of the charter boat's kids. Great survive. At the time, they looked like great surfers. I don't even remember if they were or not, but I just remember seeing them go down the line and shoot back out, go down the line and shoot back out. And every time I think I'm going to make it back into the lineup, Set comes in, and I just get washed back up onto the beach oh. over and over and over. I finally get out the back. I'm so exhausted. I'm nauseous. I had to go back onto the boat. And I was like, this was really good, but it was also really bad. And I, I didn't know what to think about it. And I'm sitting on the boat, and the boat's rocking back and forth and back and forth. And I just throw up right over the side of the boat. <laughs> Everybody comes back on the boat. The kids, the captain's kids come on the boat. 
they jump over the side, they're gurgling the water, and they're like, why is the water so murky around here? And I just remember dying laughing, and I was like, all right, well, it was a good day. And I didn't have the heart to tell them that I just threw up there, but <laughs> that was my first time ever surfing. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, oh, that's cool. So, well, what a success story, really, though. I mean, to be able to catch your first wave that you ever went for, not many beginners can say that. I certainly can. No. I mean, it was a one wave and done kind of day. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it sounds like it was a one and done situation. Just a little instruction on how to paddle out would have done you. Oh, um, I would have been hooked. Yeah, it would have been amazing. But anyway, you're here with us today and still yeah. surfing, so that's good news. Yeah, the way I learned how to surf... Um, was sort of similar. Well, no, not similar at all, really. Um, I just got a surfboard because I wanted to surf. I thought I wanted to surf. Look cool, you know, I'm like 11, 12 years old, thinking like, yeah, like you said, I was a boogie boarder, so I was like, I know I like riding waves. Yeah. Let's see what standing up on one's like. So I finally got a board, struggled and walked around with it for about a year before I even caught a wave, you know. I think I, think I was more stoked to walk on the beach with it under my arm than anything, you know. <laughs> But I don't even I don't even think I caught a wave for the whole summer, you know. Oh yeah, maybe oh, I know. maybe a little whitewater or something. But yeah, catching a wave, whew, not easy, huh? I was uh, I was about a year later. I was twelve years old, and I had been riding the shore break at ditch a ton as a little kid. And I got a borrow surfboard from someone on the beach. I paddle out, and I just get accosted by Jim Goldberg, <laughs> not knowing any etiquette. Yeah, yeah. Paddle out right through the lineup, ruin his wave, and he just goes off on me. And I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? What the heck is wrong? I get out of the water. He follows me all the way up the beach yelling at me. No. I'm finally like, listen, man, I'm so sorry. I don't know what I was doing. Didn't mean any harm. He leaves. I return the surfboard. I don't surf again until I'm 17 years old. Wow. I was just scarred from that experience. Yeah, that that really can do it on you. Yeah. can do you a number. And I probably wouldn't have even picked up a surfboard, but I had been boogie boarding a lot at Toe Bay. I had this job up island, and uh, I used to go down to the beach after work all the time. Show up one day, and the lifeguard goes, hey, uh, I'm sorry, but the boogie boarders can no longer ride over here. you got to go to the other end of the beach. There's too many accidents with the surfers. And I was like, well, this is the only place on the beach where the wave actually breaks. So you're saying I basically have to surf or I could go fly a kite. <laughs> and the guy's like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you can't boogie board over here anymore. So the next day I went to the surf shop. They had a board swap, bought a seven-foot board, and I struggled with that thing for probably a good year. Yeah. I tried the seven-footer. I tried a six-footer. Some, no one told me, hey, get a longboard. It'll, it'll be a little easier. But yeah. uh, lo and behold, I got hooked. Yeah. I got a wave. I remember must have been must have been in August during a hurricane swell. I got one good ride. I made it down the line, and I never looked back. It's amazing to me that you know it really takes so little to keep you hooked on surfing. When you look at the amount of struggle and, and the frustration <laughs> that we go through like surfing, it's incredible that we continued, you know? And yep. I, and then it makes me think about all the people who do stop, who do just give up on it, you know? It's really, it's hard enough as it is for many people to get down to the beach with their equipment and in New York, all these parking regulations. So if you don't live there, you can't park there. I mean, it's it can be a challenge. It can. Never mind getting out in the water and trying to catch a wave, especially among other surfers. Geez, so, I mean, I gotta, like, I just commend all people that just continue with the struggle, because it is real. <laughs> it is, it is. I don't, I can never tell if I'm addicted to the adventure or the ocean. Maybe it's a combination of both, but 
every time I go to surf, I, I never regret it. I've never once regretted even getting in the water. Yeah. Even when I broke my nose. Yeah. I blew yeah. off work for a day. Went surfing, broke my nose terribly. Still worth it all. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, that's it's amazing about surfing, isn't it? It's like you can even leave the beach with like such a bad attitude, but still had a good time. You know, like yep. underneath it all, you still wouldn't have changed anything. Nope. And it just brings you back. Maybe one of my first moments was uh, 18 years old, borrowing my aunt's Jeep. Pulling out of the dirt lot, so excited from a great day at the beach. Didn't strap my board down. Oh. I see the thing wobbling on the roof and whoosh, gone right off the roof. Oh. Just well, at least you saw it. Totally ruined the great board. Oh, well, Busted was... the fin box out. Oh. The whole board was cockeyed after that. That's, that's, that's awful. I had so much love for that board. I think I surfed it for another three years, maybe more. After that incident? <laughs> you bet. No way. You bet. Did, did you fix it yourself or you brought no, it to the shop? I tried. I tried. I actually uh, I put the fin box back in myself, mm-hmm. surfed maybe a week later, and fin box came out <laughs> right in the lineup. And I, I don't know how, but I, I came up from under the water, and the fin was in my hand with the box still attached. <laughs> and I said, well, at least I still have this awesome fin. <laughs> how did you manage to grab it? Or you don't even know? I don't even know. Well, I don't even cool. know. I have no, not the slightest clue. Oh, my God. <laughs> One of those moments when you just black out and it all kind of right. works out. That's great. Yeah, that happens to me after every wave. <laughs> <laughs> I just get off the wave and I'm like, I think that was a good wave. What did I just do? <laughs> Jeez, some other kooky moments. I feel like I have a ton of them every time I surf. I feel like I'm just a goofball in general. Maybe it's because I'm surrounded by so many great surfers. Watching you surf is unbelievable. It's like poetry in motion on the water. Oh, and then I look at myself and I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, at least he's smiling. Yeah, it's so, well, yeah, of course, at least you're smiling. That, But dude, I mean, come on, it's all relative because then, you, you know, I'm standing next to someone like John or fucking one of these great surfers and you're just like, holy shit, I got a long ways to go. That's yeah. the best part of the whole sport, I think pastime sport whatever you want to call it it's a never-ending journey mm-hmm. and you there's always that room for improvement and getting better and i feel like kelly slater must even feel the same way yeah absolutely or else they would stop surfing no right right that's what really got me addicted in the beginning was that that feeling of getting out of the water and be like oh my god i was so much better than the last time i surfed like, yes i got this down or i got that down or and i feel like my my happiness has just grown every every single time I'm addicted to, I guess, the smiling. Mm. I don't know what it is. I feel like I'm always smiling, but I'm really smiling when I'm surfing. (laughs) Yeah, you definitely smile, and it's a great thing. I think that's why so many people love surfing with you. (laughs) I love hooting and hollering. I mean, geez, I can't even even count the amount of times I've torn my wetsuits from (laughs) doing just the kookiest things ever or not even getting into the water and being so overly exciting and rushing down to the beach and snagging it on something oh, stupid that's great. I was, <laughs> that, was trying to get out there. That reminds me of a story when uh like someone was telling me how to put my booties on, you know, and I was in the in the car. They were like, dude, you gotta like flip over the top and hold the little loop in the back while you do it. And I was like, dude, shut shut up. There's no right way to put your booty on. And sure enough, as I'm shoving my foot in my booty, I fucking yanked the whole top like off of the booty, you know, because I didn't support it properly. And I was like, Oh, all right. <laughs> I guess there is a right way. Yep, yep. 
I feel like uh, if you get lucky, people tell you those things along the way. Otherwise, it's trial and error. Yeah. I remember one time I was so strapping true. my board down to the, the roof of the truck and I was trying way too hard to strap this thing down and I'm leaning on the cord, cinching it and the cord snaps. I punch myself in the face <laughs> and I fall off the tire flat on my ass <laughs> for like 20 people to see. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> or I've, uh, I've been surfing over by Moses and uh, tried to pull into a barrel probably Never should have attempted it. It was way past my skill set at the time. Eat it so hard. Get jabbed in the groin with a fin. Get out of the water. Still so excited. Run back up the beach. Paddle back out. Surf for maybe three more hours. Get back to the car and I just feel this big draft down below. And I'm like, well, what the heck is going on? I look down and the fin completely sliced my wetsuit open right by my balls. I mean, it was. I was just so lucky that I didn't slice them off. And nobody even told me. <laughs> but, I mean, I got ones like that. Oh, my gosh. I'm on a first-name basis with the Patagonia Repair Facility. That's funny. I've messed up my suit so many times. <laughs> oh, it's Will again. What'd you do this time? <laughs> <laughs> They've been real good to me. That's great. That's great about Patagonia, huh? That they, they repair. You were telling me about that when we were surfing in Jersey. You just send your wetsuit back every uh, preseason, huh? Every or time. postseason. Yeah. Have them repair it up, and it's all freshy for next year. Yeah, every time I mess it up, they've been so good to me. I think they, uh, I can't tell who's more stoked, them or I, but I definitely know they got a super high stoke level, and they're looking to to keep it there. Very cool. Yeah, that's good of them. I, I got to look into Patagonia's. I hear so many mixed things about it, you know, and the, really the best way to figure out a wetsuit you like is just get one and try it, you know. You got to wear it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, heck, I think it's probably stiffer than all the other wetsuits on the market, but I have some wetsuits from 2011 that I still use all the time. And now I got a wetsuit. It's made out of plants. How crazy is that? Yeah, that is insane. Freaking what? plants. <laughs> and it's warm as could be. That's incredible. How do they, what kind of plants is it? It's a Ulex plant. So it's, I guess, a plant that produces a kind of rubber. And I don't know how they process it after they grow the plant, but I guess it's pretty great as yeah. a petroleum alternative. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And it makes me appreciate all the little things in life that a lot of times go unnoticed. What about what about in surfing? Uh, what's your biggest fear, either currently or was your biggest fear in surfing? My biggest fear in surfing was probably being a kook <clears throat> and not being accepted by the surfing community because of it for a long time. Wow. But uh, I think, you know, I knew I was a kook when I was young. And I was first getting into the sport, and I was totally freaked out by that. And there were all these great surfers, and it was a combination of getting yelled at and these clicks on the beach of, like, who was a good surfer and who wasn't a good surfer. And then I think eventually I just became more comfortable with myself as a person in and out of the water. Mm -hmm. And then I stopped caring about being a kook. And I was like, you know what? I'm me. And in the water, out of the water, no matter how good of a surfer I become, I'm going to still be a kook and that's all right. And people are going to like me for me or, or they're not. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was definitely my big fear for years. I used to measure a surfer by how well they surfed. And now I measure a surfer by how much fun they're having. Mm -hmm. And who's ever having the most fun is the best surfer in the water. And I think that's the name of the game. Yeah, sure is. That's a, that's a great and honest uh, fear, you know, I appreciate that honesty there because 
uh, you know, a lot of, like I just said, a lot of people won't admit that. And I, it really comes down to self-confidence, I think. 100%. I think I think a lot of those people that are still wrapped up in that whole illusion of who you're allowed to be associated with or the cliques and all that, it has a lot to do with how you feel about yourself. Yep. You know, it's very revealing. Absolutely. My biggest fear today, though, geez, used to be getting hurt surfing, but I broke my nose so terribly last year. I don't know if that's a fear of mine anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not something I would want to repeat, but whew, I think maybe now it would be angering another surfer or pissing them off yeah because i really one. don't mean to ever do that yeah but, but sometimes, sometimes you can't it just help happens. it yeah. just in the way yeah you ate shit on the wave before and you're stuck down the line <laughs> and the next guy's coming tearing down and it might be the wave of the day and there you are <laughs> and he's got a bail or you totally ruin his wave or you just all spread out from your board <laughs> like extended you know floating trying to re-grab your board but you also don't want to get crushed by the wave yep yep <laughs> Oh, oh, that's that's a good one too. Yeah, I hate that. And sometimes you just the worst is when then you really feel like a kook. It's like you mess somebody's wave up, and it was totally accidental, and they understand that. And then maybe twenty minutes later, you mess them up again, and you're like, oh no, this guy. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll just go in. <laughs> yeah, it's like two strikes and you're out. <laughs> yeah, that's um, too much. <laughs> uh. Other big fears, I don't even know. I try and put those all aside when I'm surfing. What about big waves? Oh, I definitely freak myself out in those for sure. And, but I'll and, still go for it. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So are you the kind of person that sees big waves and you're like, okay, that's out of my range, I'm not going? Or do you see big waves and you're like, I'm really afraid, but I'm going? I'm really afraid, but I'm going. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> as long as there's somebody else in the water on a big day, I'll go for it. If I'm by myself, I might be a little freaked out if it's really, really big. But, yeah. Some, I mean, that feeling when you're paddling for the wave, you're trying to get your speed up, and then you're in the top of the wave, and you're like, oh, my God, am I going to make this? Like, am I actually going to stand up, or am I just going down with the lip? And then you make it, and you're flying down the line, and you feel like you've never gone so fast on a surfboard in your life. It's just so exhilarating. And then I feel like, any fear I'm putting aside and I'm flying back out in the lineup and I'm going to throw myself over the ledge again. Sometimes I get really nervous on the paddle out and you just see the wall of water coming at you and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to get, I'm going to get roasted. <laughs> but I just try and stay calm and yep. take the fear away. And you got to stay calm. I think like Bob Marley, everything's going to be all right. And <laughs> I just keep plugging ahead. <laughs> Nice, yeah. Uh, is that your mantra? Everything's gonna Everything's, be alright. Yeah. Do you uh, you sing to yourself when you're out there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I talk to myself too. I feel like some people look at me and they're like, "What is this guy doing?" <laughs> Actually, something really personal. When I every time I go surfing, I always pray, and it's kind of like some people go to church, some people go to temple. I feel like I go to the beach, and that's my sanctuary. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I I, I don't even. Don't want to get into like a whole religious thing. I wouldn't say I'm a very religious person, but I'm spiritual and whatever it is, I feel like I'm connecting with. Who do you pray to? Or what? Mother it... Nature. Mm. Yeah, for her beauty and for is it, her love. Is it like a gratitude or an asking or what? It's like... more of a gratitude. Oh, it's more of a saying thanks. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the waves. Thanks for the health and the safety and all the, the beauty that I'm exposed to because of you and the wonderful things that you show me and 
And I usually pray for some more waves. <laughs> Gratitude is, is key to personal happiness. So thanks for reaffirming that for me. Yeah, you bet. You um, bet. Hey, you know what I just I you know what I just remembered? A story that you've only told me half of and I heard the other half from other people and it was pretty funny. Uh, tell me about when we were in Jersey and, and you put on your new wetsuit. And, uh, oh, and then you ran down to the beach and you spotted <laughs> that girl and well, you take it over from there. Oh man, so uh, I recently got into yoga and uh, for a long time I would never ever think of doing yoga. I thought it was this uh, this not cool thing for a guy to be doing. <laughs> but uh, I'm a really stiff person, not in the sense of my, my attitude and my the ways of my life, but just my body, It's it's stiff. And I do all this exercise and I don't stretch. So I, uh, I went to, I got coerced into going to a yoga class. Coerced. And uh, it turned out to be the best thing ever. And I was like, wow. I was like, I know I should be stretching and I just don't. And this is like the most unbelievable way for me to stretch. And I feel great after it. And I feel way more limber and way more flexible. So uh, I've, gone, I've gone to a couple yoga classes now. And I kind of feel like it's the beginning of surfing. I have terrible form. I have trouble holding the poses. I'm the kook in the back of the class who's making funny faces in the mirror at myself, just laughing, and everybody else is taking it super serious. And I'm like, maybe I should get a little more serious here and not have as much fun. But anyways, we're surfing in Jersey, and I'm walking back up the beach to this jetty, and there's this beautiful girl doing some yoga, and I'm watching her form, and I'm like, oh, that move. Like, yeah, she's really good at that. And she sees me looking at her and it kind of gets a little awkward. So I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know that you have unbelievable yoga form. And I was like, I'm not trying to be weird or a creep, but I just started doing yoga and my form is really terrible. And I'm looking at all these other people and trying to mimic their form so I can really get the most out of it. And she goes, oh, well, thanks. I was like, you must have been doing this for a long time. And she goes, yeah, a couple of years. It's probably kind of like your surfing thing. And, you know seems like you have to really practice that and do it for a long time too and I was like oh yeah I guess so and we're talking and whatnot and I'm standing like knee deep in the water and I'm like okay I'm gonna go paddle back out and as I'm turning around a wave comes and it like completely knocks me off my feet and I catch myself and I'm like oh god I look like such a kook and an idiot now like that was so embarrassing <laughs> so I paddle back out and I catch a couple more waves and I walk back up the beach and she's still doing yoga and we shoot the shit again and I feel like we're getting a little more friendly now. So I'm like, hey, this is gonna sound really weird, but I just got a new wetsuit and it's super tight and it's really hard to get off. Do you think maybe if you're still on the beach when I come back, you can help me get out of my wetsuit? <laughs> she was totally cool about it, but- uh, But walked away right then and there. <laughs> she didn't stick around much longer, yeah. I think she was really weirded out on the inside. Oh man, well, it was a valiant effort. Too bad she didn't know how genuinely uh, of yeah. a great person you were. <laughs> she really missed out. Yeah, I guess so, I guess so. Oh, uh, that's pretty funny though. Yeah, so you only so you told us like a piece of that story, and you were like, "I think, I think after we got out from our session, you know, we, me and Tom had drifted down the way and surfed the one, two jetties down, and you thought some stranger was Tom, and that I was just off fucking around somewhere." I honestly, I, I saw you go down the beach, and I, I thought this other guy he had like blonde long hair sticking out of his wetsuit, and he was a decent surfer, so I'm like, "Oh, it must be Tom," and. It took me like a half hour to finally catch up with the guy and I was talking to him from behind and he wasn't turning around and I'm like, oh, maybe Tom just has his hood on and maybe some earplugs in and he can't hear me. 
And then the guy finally looks at me and I'm like, oh my God, I've been talking to you for five minutes. No wonder you haven't looked at me. You're not my buddy. <laughs> no, it's so funny. And when we finally walk up the beach and see you, you just told us a piece of that story. You're like, oh, I saw this really pretty girl. I, I, I asked her if she'd stick around and help me take my wetsuit off. So I thought that was funny. But then I get home and find out the rest of the story from Eric and Candace and how you just get knocked on your ass right after you tell her, like, yeah, I've been surfing for a while and I'm getting pretty good. Well, bam. Oh, yeah. It was a, it was a trip. Oh. I guess that's what I get, though. Oh man, I had it coming. Great. When I heard that story, I was like, oh, I gotta remember that. <laughs> they were cracking up over that story. That was a, a good time. That was a good time. I would do it all over exactly the same if I could. <laughs> Wouldn't trade it for the world. <laughs> yeah, that's classic. Well, thanks so much for joining me here. And uh, if you guys have anybody that you'd like to hear on the Coopcast, write me an email info at thesurfcontinuum.com. Don't forget, there's two U's in Continuum. So drop a little note for me and uh, tell me about some kooks you'd like to hear from. Or if you're a kook and you want to get on the show. <laughs> All right, have a good one, everyone. You! Once a kook, always a kook. <laughs>